Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. We are uh, sort of stifling a bit today. It's been super hot in Calgary and it's going to get more, more super hot. That's good. Let's get Alyssa. It's more super hot next week. So Dakota and I are just like kind of sitting here a little bit sweating in our, uh, in our offices today. But uh, welcome back. We are headed into summer vacay. Uh, mode. I think both of us are sort of in the uh, holiday mode. So in lieu of our weekly sort of traditional lady rants, what we're going to do as we're much more in a, in a positive headspace as we head into vacations, um, we're going to do some like cool shout outs and, and make positive shout outs as we start this episode today. So Dakota, what, what's on your mind for positive reinforcement shout outs today? Yeah, um, I'm finally heading on a little bit of a break this weekend out to Fairmont, British Columbia. Um, I think Alyssa and I are both feeling pretty lucky and excited that in Canada, at least, and in Alberta, the the world is starting to reopen. Um, I know this is supposed to be positive, but it does blow my mind slightly that our uh, premier is telling us that everything will reopen on July 1st, even though we just recently went through a bit of another lockdown. That kind of blows my mind and I'm a little bit weary of that, but I am excited that I can drive to British Columbia this weekend and not get pulled over by the RCMP and told to turn around. Yeah, so positive re- positivity that we can actually go to different provinces now, bonus. Um, but yeah, we are not going to discuss our uh, premier and our current government in this province because uh, we don't need to ruin our happy moods. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we're just better off not going down that path today. But um, yeah, no, uh, like restaurants are open again, which is which really puts me into a good mood because honestly, part of who I am, I am, I'm such a connector and I do truly love getting to know people and being out and about when I'm locked away in my house and not seeing people, it's really not so good for my mental health. So the ability to go out and support the many talented human beings in Calgary and, you know, eat good food with friends and Drink wine on patios has been excellent. And in my particular neighborhood, there's been a lot of really cool new openings that I'd love to shout out to. There's a couple of new fun little bars that are opening. And I just have to say, I'm so, I continue to be so impressed with Calgarians in particular for despite the last 18 months being really challenging. Um, like things have closed down, but new businesses and even old businesses have come in and reshaped their old spaces. Uh, there's a restaurant here in Mission where I live in Calgary in the neighborhood of Mission that uh, there's a restaurant called Worst. And Worst has kind of been kind of shut down for a little bit here, but they're now revamping it into this amazing dance hall music venue with this really gigantic outdoor patio. So I'm really looking forward to that opening later this summer. And a new bar as well has popped up called uh, College Bar, which looks really fun. It's just a bunch of picnic tables. 
And I love walking down 4th Street, which is kind of the main haunt in the neighborhood and seeing all the fun patios set up, which has kind of been a positive of the pandemic, uh, the patio extensions. And I, I love it because I feel like I'm in Europe. It's super cool. Um, so yeah, just a shout out, first of all, to all of the businesses in Calgary who really made it through and decided to do something even cooler now that things are reopening. I think it's uh, really awesome and inspiring. I feel really lucky to live in a city that is so bullish in that capacity. What about you, Alyssa? Is there anything cool like reopening by your place right now? I think up here, I live up on uh, Coach Hill for anybody in Calgary. So it's it's definitely different than an urban, more the urban vibe that Dakota's in. But what I found up here is there is a lot more adapting than I probably thought there would be in terms of how businesses have gone through the pandemic and, and how they're reopening. Um, there's been a few places closed, but but there, there's things that are reopening in their place very quickly. Like um, there was a, a diner that closed up here, but a new one is, is coming in to replace it, the Belmont Diner. And so there's not really anything that's been lagging in terms of like businesses closed and nothing's there. So that's been really cool too. I will say that um, as with a lot of parts of Calgary and a lot of cities in general, that we have tons of... Um, nail salons and um, for pedicures and nails and stuff up here and to see like you can't even get you can't just walk in I mean you can but there's weights because they're so busy I think that's awesome too that people are feeling comfortable enough to go get pedicures and waxing and all those services again I think that's awesome especially because most of those businesses are employed they employ women and, and, and immigrant women. So I think that's great too. And the fact of, of, of those people being able to, to, to make a living. So it's interesting to see sort of the city coming back more lively. We were downtown a few weeks ago uh, for my nephew's birthday and it, it was like Stephen Avenue. There was patios were full and there was people out and about and a few weeks ago, like even back into April, May, it was dead down there. So it's nice to see that people are feeling comfortable to, to be able to sort of go out and, and um, be a part of the world again a little bit. So I'm not quite there yet. I'm like sort of conflicted about the whole thing, um, mainly because, as we said, it's this sort of like, oh, COVID's gone. Everything's open as of July 1st, as though this whole thing hasn't ha existed for the past 18 months. Like, it all just seems super irresponsible. And um, and then don't even get me started on going ahead with Stampede. We won't even discuss that. But having Stampede is also very problematic just generally because um, there's still so many young people, particularly the under 30 crowd in Alberta that is not vaccinated. So to me, especially in Calgary with the Delta variant being so prevalent now, that just seems like not a good idea to be out drinking and partying with people who are not vaccinated. And the fact that kids under 12 still can't be vaccinated by, um, by the basis of, of the vaccine. So there's still an incredible amount of the population that, that can't be vaccinated. So it seems a little juvenile and just 
irresponsible to just be like, yeah, just go party. Everything's open. It's what did they call it? The best summer ever or some stupid thing. So I'm sort of on the fence about the whole thing. Like I've been more integrated into Calgary over the past COVID than a lot of people have. Like I have gone out to eat when the restaurants have been open. I have gone to the gym when those have been open. Um, so I haven't been one of those ones that's just been in my house the whole time. So I don't have that fear of like, oh my God, I don't want to leave my house. But at the same time, we've always had masks and distancing and all that kind of stuff. So as of July 1st, to just be like, oh, just check it all. It's fine. You don't need your mask. You don't need distancing. It's all good now. Just seems like I'm not ready. I am not ready for that. So I am personally saying I'm not giving up my mask. I find too much security in it, especially when I'm out and about. Like people leave you alone when you wear it, like at the grocery store and stuff. So um there there will be like yeah like I mean it's just a it's a security thing I don't have to wear makeup like there's just a there's benefits to the mask situation so I am not giving up the mask um I don't think the city of Calgary is either so I don't think we quite have to worry about that yet anyway but um yeah there's just some things that I'm just not ready to just like be like yeah no we're all good and I'm certainly not going to be going and hanging out at Nashville North I will just say that now I never want to hang out at Nashville North let's (laughs) know There's that too. Yeah. Quick sidebar. One, Kate, in the entirety of my lifetime, I'm 33 years old. I have probably gone to Stampede every single year since I was a small child because it was a big tradition for my grandparents to take my cousins and I to Stampede. Um, as I got older and entered the legal, the legal crowd, um, the first time I ever actually stepped foot in Nashville North was I think when I was 29 or 30. And I got to tell you, it was the most frustrating, annoying experience of my life. Like you couldn't even get a drink. You were basically sausaged together with drunken people. You could barely hear the music. It was like being in the loudest possible room I've ever been in, just like sandwich. Like you had to be drunk to enjoy yourself because it was God awful. So yeah, all, I don't, I don't understand the draw to Nashville North, but anyways, um, I'm with you, Alyssa. It's, it's, I find it hilarious that your mask has become a quasi-security blanket to you because I kind of, in some ways, feel the same way. I'm not proud of this, but I never got... I, I was never great at like remembering my mask. Like I, I've had countless moments over the last 18 months where I've had to walk back to my house or run back to my car or make sure there's like two masks in everything that I carry with me or every like vehicle or area of my life so that I don't forget it. But so I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to ditch the mask, but I definitely do love the fact that I can throw on some mascara and just leave my house. <laughs> like I don't do the full makeup thing anymore. And I don't think I, I will moving forward. It's just not really who I am anymore. Uh, and it never really was anyway. So that's kind of awesome. Um, one thing I'll say that has happened for me out of this whole thing is I really love myself a lot more now than I did 18 months ago. I'll be honest. Oh, um, I don't know okay. because of the pandemic. Uh, but I just, just being home and not worrying so much about vanity has been really refreshing in the sense that I just don't really wear makeup anymore. Um, I have really natural, naturally curly hair that I've always been kind of um, insecure about for some stupid reason. And now I just like, 
can't be bothered to straighten it anymore. <laughs> I'm just fully embracing who I am and it's really nice. Um, and I think that that's kind of like, you know, the people that love us the most love us for who we truly are. So I will say that that was a really good thing that came out of the pandemic for me. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with that too. It's been an interesting transition. I mean, I haven't cut or colored my hair in all this time. And I mean, for a lot of it, salons were closed and that's fine, but I just haven't, my, my hair stylist is just south of Calgary and I just haven't made it a priority to go out there because my hair is up all the time. I'm the same with you is that I have curly hair and I've just like, let it go. I don't, I don't dry it anymore. It just goes in a bun and I haven't colored it. And like the grays are coming in. Like I have, I actually didn't even know how many much gray hair I had because I've colored it for so long. And so to see like, wow, I actually do have a lot of gray hair, but yet no one notices or cares or otherwise. And I've sort of embraced that too, is it's like, why do we, the money that I have expended on hair and makeup and like nails and pedicures and all that stuff, like consistently, like I would get monthly pedicures, like, like clockwork and all those things just see, seem so insignificant now. And it's like, no, my hair's fine. Yes, it bugs the crap out of me, which is why it's up all the time. And I can't wait to actually do, get it cut and colored. But it just has not been a priority. Like when you're trying to keep a business afloat and you're trying to like yeah. all of those other things that have happened to everybody over the past 18 months, getting your hair done has seemed very low on the totem pole. So I'm with you. It's funny. I had the same transition when I left the corporate world to start my own business and the fact I had no idea how to dress or what to do. Like I would still um, put my work clothes on like to come up to sit at my computer every day because it was just sort of this uniform that I had. And then one day I just had this realization of like, what am I doing? Like, why am I sitting at my computer in my home office wearing a dress or wearing like a sweater and and dress pants. It's like that. So I did a massive purge of all of my dress clothes, like all of my work clothes. And it was sort of this freeing moment of like, oh yeah, you are going to make a a go of this being your own business owner and being an entrepreneur by just getting rid of all of your sort of uniform and sort of shield of, of work clothes. So it was sort of that same transition. And now like six years later, like I'm lucky to get out of sweatpants. So this whole COVID existence for everyone who's like talking about wearing sweatpants and their pajamas all day. And I'm like, Oh honey, that's been me for like six years. Like, and I'm not going back. And it's funny to hear people say like, what do I do? And I have to go back to the office. I I don't want to wear regular clothes anymore. I'm like, Oh, why are you going back to an office? Like that'd be the first thing I would be doing if I was an employee is being like, no, I'm staying home. I'm not going back. Yeah. And speaking of which, Alyssa and I are going to be pulling you guys on social media over the next couple of months because we want to do an an episode in early September specifically on going back to work and what that's been like for people and what it's going to be like for people. So stay tuned to Instagram at ladies who launch pod for a couple of different Instagram story polls and various different questions. And definitely as always, DM us your your comments and questions about going back to work because we would really love to uh, have some data and some analysis around how you guys are feeling. That being said, though, like I do have to say that I'm kind of the opposite of Alyssa. Um, well, I definitely enjoy having the flexibility to pop on my 
running stuff. Like I've got my running stuff on right now. Um, I'm actually going to be babysitting my friend's pup later today. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get ready. I'm just going to get muddy with the dogs and go to the dog park. Um, I did recently move into a new office space above my house. I rented this suite above my house. Um, and for better, for, or for, for, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, I'm more or less going to be utilizing most of the space to work uh, just to get some contrast from my current li- work- living space. Just because I, for whatever reason, just don't do well being in the same spot for everything. And so what's been kind of nice is I have kind of rediscovered my own little ritual that makes me feel good. And for me, that's even if, even if I am throwing my my workout stuff on, I still kind of quasi get ready in the morning. And then I, I literally lock my front door and I walk up to my little office and it actually feels really great to leave work up there and then come back down into my space at night and enjoy it without my computer and without work. So that's been really helpful for my mental health and my routine. Um, and I've, I've, I've noticed that like, I'm slowly but surely starting to actually enjoy the ritual of getting ready in the morning, but it's definitely not to the extent that it used to, used to be. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, that is interesting. On my dream, because I don't love, and I, I think I've said this before, but my office is also my den. So like I have a two bedroom house. And so my den also has my like TV and couch in it, like for Netflix watching. And then my, my office, my desk and stuff is in here as well. So that I don't like. I would like to have a specific dedicated space for my office, whether it's a third bedroom or whatever, because it. I find that I don't spend any time in here outside of my quote unquote work hours. Like I don't like coming in here and watching Netflix or doing anything because it just feels like a workspace to me generally. So my dream is to have one of those new style of home office developments that they're building now in Calgary. And I know they're elsewhere too, but where there's a sort of ground level office space that's actually public, like people could walk in like a storefront kind of thing. And then you live above it. So they're kind of like a townhouse style where you'd have your front office where people could see you working, I guess, if you wanted it that way. And then you'd live upstairs. And it's like, that to me is perfect. And sort of what you've got is, is perfect to where you're in your house. You don't have to go anywhere. There's no commuting. There's no parking. There's no any of that. You can still wear your pajamas if you want, but there is a separation. And I think as people who haven't been, have, who, who didn't previously work from home prior to COVID are finding if they're in like makeshift offices, like in their master bedroom or their spare room or something that they are wanting a dedicated office space too. So I'm seeing a lot of people selling their houses now and, um, and looking and buying bigger places that have maybe a finished basement that could be their office space or a, uh, a, a, a detached garage that they can convert into an office space so that it's still, they're still a home office, like, so to speak, where they're not actually going anywhere, but that they do get some differentiation. So there is something to be said about that um, in having sort of a dedicated office space, because I would love to be able to like brand my space. Like I would love to be able to paint like the wind, the, the windows, sorry, the walls, like my brand colors, like the greens and that kind of thing. And maybe do some um, really cool 
with their wall techniques, maybe incorporate my logo. So it looks like my office space, but I'm not going to do that in my den because it no. It takes away the aesthetic of my home decor. Um, so there's that. But yeah, there is, I, I, I think as people have gone through COVID and people who either are going back to work or not going back to work or semi going back to work, people are wanting a dedicated workspace in their houses. Yeah, 100%. And actually, we, we work really heavily in the real estate industry as well. And a lot of content we've been doing for our clients has been around that very thing. And a lot of the feedback we've been getting from some of our real, uh, real estate clients has been that uh, new builds and stuff are definitely going that way. So it is interesting to see just how much the pandemic has affected the world and the market and the economy and everything to do with it. Um, around how things are changing and pivoting <laughs> into something that very much accommodates this new way of living. Um, I personally do not think that work will ever go back to the way that it was in the past. And any employer that thinks that they can bring their employees back into the nine to five business model in the office, unless it's like a specific type of role, is just kidding themselves. Oh, totally. Nobody wants to do that anymore. And honestly, having that flexible lifestyle makes for, I personally think, more dedicated employees. Giving them I would agree. And I think, I mean, we'll talk more about this in sort of our dedicated episode later in the fall. But it is interesting that people are realizing or employees, I guess I should say, are realizing that they actually hold all the cards. They have the power. Like if you look at what's happening right now with the the lack of um, people going back to low page, low page, low pay minimum wage jobs. Like I know specifically in the States, um, retail workers, restaurants, fast food outlets, like they can't find staff because people have realized that I don't need to go back to a very shitty workplace or a work situation for minimum wage. I'm going to, I'm taking this time. Like I, I I'm going to take some college classes. I'm, I, I'm going to look at other opportunities. And it's funny how it's all kind of come full circle when people would always like make snarky comments to minimum wage workers saying, oh, well, just get a better job or get an education and get a real job. Well, now they're kind of doing that. And suddenly, oh, I guess minimum wage workers are important because they're the ones that keep all these businesses going. And now McDonald's and all these big corporations are having to pay like upwards of $20 an hour to try to get staff to work at these locations. So we're, we're seeing a huge shift in, in the this sort of typical capitalistic society that we've existed in for hundreds of years now. And, and we're kind of seeing that the, what is it? The proletariat realizing that they can, they have the power to take over the bourgeoisie um, back yeah. in the French revolution um, references. But I think over the past, especially hundred years, it's, it's really been, um, the employer or the corporation or the whatever that has sort of lorded over employees for the longest time. And it's interesting that it's taken a, a worldwide pandemic for, for um, workers and employees and such to realize that their value and that these businesses don't exist without them and they deserve better and are now going to start demanding better. And I think that probably works out well for everyone um, moving forward. So yeah, I think we're, we're at the 
the precipice of a very big shift in the workforce over the next three to five years would be my. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, to wrap this up, I just want to say also as well, we've noticed a bunch of people uh, rating us five stars and subscribing. And to date, we've had some really kind, wonderful things said to us about the cast. And we just wanted to say, as always, because we can't individually comment on your reviews on Apple and, and the podcast uh, hosting sites. Thank you so much for being a dedicated listener to Ladies Who Launch. We really appreciate you. We appreciate your subscription. We appreciate your you taking the time to give us such beautiful reviews. Um, we're so happy that our general banter has <laughs> resulted in some really good, uh, you know, advice for you and stuff like that. And we we really do hope to bring more to you in the future. So if you want us to talk about something in particular, please do message us on Instagram or send us an email um, and let us know what you want us to talk about. We'd be really happy to do a couple of episodes specific to, to things you guys want to hear. So you can reach us um, at, on Instagram at ladies who launch pod. And then our email, Alyssa, can you remind me? I always forget what it is. <laughs> ladies who launch pod at gmail.com. Something like that. It'll be in the show. Whatever. <laughs> Instagram is probably the best way to reach yeah, us. We're terrible. Like, I'm sorry. We should, not, <laughs> we should not admit this actually on the podcast, but we are terrible with checking that email. And it's funny because we had some very cool people reach out to us to want to be on the show through that email. And I think it was like a month later, I just randomly went to the inbox to see what was going on. And there was like, yeah, these people are like, oh, we'd love to be on your show. And we're like, I'm like, what? And it was sent like a month ago. And I was like, okay, we have to be actual like professional people here and check this inbox. But yeah. Hey, uh, quick question for you, Alyssa. What are you reading right now? I have, oh, one moment. I'm going to be right back and go get it. I'm going to pull it up because I can't remember the name of it. One moment. <laughs> Alyssa's in these cute little pink pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I was like, okay, so here's the story with why I had to go get this book. So um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Russ Reimer from Manifesto Sport Management, who actually listens to this podcast, and he sent me a lovely note about listening to. And I think it's lovely that we have male listeners because we are just so ridiculously girly yeah. on this podcast <laughs> so the female is the future <laughs> but out of the blue um a couple weeks ago russ texted me and is like what's your address i have something to send you i was like okay random so i sent him my address and a few days later an amazon package shows up at my door and it was a book um essentialism the I forget the author's name, but I've read his other book. And I was like, and it had a little receipt in it saying, um, this is a gift from Russ. I was like, how adorable is that? So I sent him a thank you text. And I was like, I can't believe you sent me a book. And he says, well, just there's one more coming. So um, let me know what you think. So the next package arrives like a few days later from Amazon. And it's this book called Manifesto for Moral Revolution. And it's by Jacqueline Novogratz. And I'm just at the beginning stages and it's a really great book. It's practices to build a better world. So, um, which is right up my alley. I mean, I'm all about trying to change the world in my, um, in my, um, alter or by. She always does cool stuff and she's going to continue doing cool stuff. 
Well, that's something. Anyway, so that's what I'm reading right now. That's a little story of a lovely gift that my friend Russ Reimer um, sent me called The Manifesto of More Revolution. And I will let you more as let you know more as I finish it, but that's my that's my gist. And thanks for being patient as I like actually ran into my bedroom to get it. <laughs> oh my How god. How ridiculous is this podcast today? Oh, it's fine. I love it. It's amazing. What are you reading? That's why I love our podcast. So the book I'm reading, honestly, I'm not going to go into it because it's kind of a depressing book, but I am going to shout out to a podcast. It's not really a depressing book. I'm reading Kurt Cobain's autobiography right now, um, Heavier Than Heaven. It's a very interesting book. Lots of stuff I honestly had no idea about him. Um, Very interesting stuff. But Anyways, that isn't really business related, nor is it Ladies Who Launch related. But what I'd like to call upon uh, is a podcast I recently came across that I want to shout out because it is excellent. It's called the Paper Napkin Podcast. Um, Two ladies named Kendra and Courtney, and I believe one of them actually used to live here in Calgary, but she now lives in the UK, are on this podcast. But they do feature people, uh, women actually, from all over the world. Um, and more recently, they featured a couple of really cool Calgary, uh, former Calgary residents. And so I would recommend giving that uh, a quick... Uh, oh my God, I can't talk to you guys. I'm really sorry. Just a giant shit show today. But anyways, Paper Napkin. Um, it's a really cool podcast about communication, uh, which is interesting because if you look on their website, there's a quote in the beginning of their about section that says, the world felt distance and connection felt hard, which... I feel like is so resonant for right now. And so this particular podcast is really awesome because it's a place for conversation, connection, and closeness um, in spirit or what have you. So if you're craving connection and you're unsure of how to navigate and finding it, I found this particular podcast was really cool because it talks a lot about relationships and things that are just so now. Um, So I want to give them a shout out and tell you guys to go listen because I just really liked it. That's awesome. Cool. I love, I love shouting out other cool women podcasts. I mean, really, it's not the whole point. And we'll link to some of this stuff in the bio too, or in the show notes rather. <laughs> show notes. Yeah. We're to so as we wrap up, just a big thank you to anyone who is still tuned in to this complete train wreck of an episode. <laughs> today. If you're still around, like you're better people than we are because this whole episode came to us literally five minutes ago before we, or five minutes before we started recording. We're like, let's just do an episode about nothing. We're like, oh, that's awesome. And then you kind of get into it and you realize, oh yeah, this really is about nothing. And we are complete and total clusters. So that's us in a nutshell. Anyway, thanks everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.